Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast, everybody. Talking about John Milton. Nearly done. Nearly done with John Milton. This has been a bit of a beast. When I consider how my light is spent. From Schmoop, says Swim. The first seven and a half lines of this poem are one big, long, confusing sentence, and here's our summary. When I think of how I have lost my vision, even before middle age, and how I am unable to use my best talent to serve God, I want to ask if God requires his servants to work for him, even if they don't have vision. But before he can speak up, a figure called Patience answers his question. Patience is like, you think God needs your work? No, man, his best servants are the ones who bear... Life's burden, the best. He already has thousands of people running around across the land and sea to serve him. You can just stand right there and wait on him and that's enough. That's a great summary. I wish all of the poems were summarised like that. The Syriac Skinner. Is that one's... Yeah. Well, we're nearly finished. But is that what we read yesterday? I don't remember that title. Oh yeah, we did too. My bad. Syriac Skinner is addressed to Syriac Skinner, his student and amanuous literary or artistic assistant, in particular the one who takes to dictation or copies manuscripts. The history goes, Milton was commissioned to write a few defences on the execution of Charles I, and Milton believed that he was speaking for his country and the liberty of his people. His defences on the attacks of the English regicides proved to be a huge success, but he became completely blind by the time it appeared, and his enemies believed that his blindness was a punishment from God and a result of his defence of regicide. In the sonnet to Mr. Syriac Skinner, Upon his blindness, Milton completely turns this around and accepts his blindness as an advantage, advantageous affliction which was caused due to his fight for liberty and further elevates his loss to a stature which is at par with the supreme satisfaction of having served his country. Methought I saw my late espoused saint, his dead wife is being referred to as saint, who appears to him in his dream brought to him like Alcestis from the grave, and her face was veiled. Considering Milton never actually saw his second wife, since he married after he went blind, it can be safely deduced that Catherine Woodcock is the lady in question. The poet's desire of reuniting with her and having full sight of her in heaven without restraint further supports this claim. Sad. All right, so I assume then that the next three poems, which are the last of the Miltons, are written after he was gone blind. First one's called Light. Hail, holy light of spirit. Oh, sorry. Hail, holy light, offspring of heaven firstborn, or of the eternal, co-eternal beam. May I express the unblamed, since God is light and never but in unapproached light. Dwelt from eternity, dwelt then in thee, bright effluence of bright essence in create. Or hear thou rather pure ethereal scream, whose fountain who shall tell, but before the sun, before the heavens thou wert, and at the voice of God, as with a mantle didst invest, the rising world of waters dark and deep, one from the void and formless infinite. Thee I revisit now with bolder wing, escaped the Stygian pool, though long detained. 
in that obscure sojourn while in my flight, through utter and through middle darkness born with other notes than to the Ophirian lyre. A song of chaos and eternal night, taught by the heavenly muse to venture down the dark descent and up to reascend, though hard and rare thee I revisit safe and feel thy sovereign vital lamp, but thou revisitest not these eyes that rowl in vain to find thy piercing ray and find no dawn so thick a drop serene hath quenched thy their orbs or dim suffusion veiled yet not the more seeks i to wonder where the muses haunt clear spring or shady grove or sunny hill smit with the love of sacred song but chief thee scion and the flowery brooks beneath that wash thy hallowed feet and warbling flow nightly i visit nor sometimes forget those other two equalled with me in fate so were I equalled with them in renown, blind Thamyrus and blind Maonidas, and Tiresias and Phineas, prophets old. Then feed on thoughts that voluntarily move harmonious numbers as the wakeful bird sings darkling, and in shadiest covert hid tunes her nocturnal note. Thus, with the year, seasons return, but not to me returns, Day or the sweet approach of even or moon or morn, or sight of vernal bloom, or summer's rose, or flocks or herds, or human face divine, but cloud instead, and ever during dark, surrounds me from the cheerful ways of men, cut off and for the book of knowledge fair, presented with a universal blame, blank, blank, sorry, of nature's works, to me expunged and razed. And wisdom at one entrance quite shut out, so much the rather thou celestial light shine inward and the mind through all her powers irradiate their plant eyes, all mist from thence, purge and disperse that I may see and tell of things invisible to mortal sight. Oh, he's definitely blind. Okay. This next poem is just called One. Oh, how comely it is, and how reviving to the spirits of just men long oppressed, when God into the hands of their deliverer put invincible might to quell the mighty of the earth, the oppressor, the brute and boisterous force of violent men, hardy and industrious to support tyrannic power, but raging to pursue the righteous and all such as honour, truth, he, all their ammunition and feats of war defeats with plain heroic magnitude of mind and celestial vigour armed their armories and magazines contemns renders them useless while with winged expedition swift as the lightning glance he executes his errand on his wicked who surprised lose their defence distracted and amazed number two All is best, though we oft doubt what the unsearchable dispose of highest wisdom brings about and ever best found in the close. 
Oft he seems to hide his face, but unexpectedly returns, and to his faithful champion hath in place bore witness gloriously whence Gaza mourns, and all that band them to resist his uncontrollable intent, his servants of with new acquist of true experience from this great event. With peace and sorry, with, pe <coughs> with peace and consolation hath dismissed and calm of mind all passion spent. Alrighty, that's it for John Milton. Well done, guys. Good job getting through that. It was a bit of a schlep, but we got there. Alright, folks, thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.